Did you know that honey never spoils? Archaeologists have discovered pots of honey in ancient Egyptian tombs that are over 3,000 years old. I'm going to start again because I forgot to get my glasses on. I was like, why is everything looking so blurry? <clears throat> and I'll clear my throat, hiccup. Maybe I'll just end up keeping this. It's part of that kind of podcast world. This is called authenticity. Did you know that honey never spoils? Archaeologists have discovered pots of honey in ancient Egyptian tombs that are over 3,000 years old and still perfectly edible. The long shelf life of honey is due to its low water content and acidic pH, which is definitely something I was unaware of. This creates an inhospitable environment for microorganisms to grow. So, next time you enjoy a spoonful of honey, know that you're savoring a food that has stood the test of time. Eh. So I'm starting, you know, I want to start each show with kind of just a weird random fact. And this morning I had the idea to go on ChatGPT. And I said, tell me something interesting today. <laughs> and that is what it gave me. I didn't even have to edit it. I like AI. I know. <laughs> Good gracious. I know that AI will eventually take over my life, but I'm going to enjoy it until it's uh, no longer enjoyable. Well, for years, I won't get into the show introduction now. Okay, I am having massive throat issues again, so I will mute my microphone. Nothing like awkward long pauses. Good gracious, I cannot get out of the gate this morning. Now on to the show, my friends. For years, I tried and failed again and again to overcome my obsession with overeating. All you needed to do was look at me. Now, there'd be no doubt eating too much plagued my life until I learned there was nothing I could do to stop overeating. I continued to suffer. I'd shown myself and the world I could not stop this signature sin in my life until I finally quit trying to overeat and handed this signature sin over to God. I remained stuck. It was like I had an awakening. I wasn't only powerless over eating too much, I was powerless over what people thought about me, powerless over being cut off in traffic, powerless over earning enough, and powerless over being hurt by other people's signature sins. But I learned there are things I am not powerless over. I have power over my thinking. I have power over my attitude and emotions. I choose how I react in every situation. And I can choose positive thinking over negative thinking. I can take full responsibility for my actions and personal healing. The power to be a positive force on this earth is mine to choose if only I am willing to admit I need God to make it happen. Welcome to the It Just Is podcast. I am your host, Michael Smalley. And I want to remind you, this is, I'm doing a long series here to launch my new podcast. 
from the rise 12 step study, the powerless over your most miserable signature sins and how you can get that power through an authentic relationship with Christ. And if you're interested, if you want to support the podcast, consider becoming a member. There's two different memberships. It can be a podcast membership where you get to join me daily as I record this podcast live. And then once I'm done recording the podcast portion, we have a lively Q&A discussion where you can ask me anything. So, or you can become a VIP member and you get all the benefits of the podcast membership, but you also get a schedule 30 minutes a month of live private one-on-one coaching with yours truly. And I had a session yesterday, obviously wouldn't go into details. And I have another one coming up tomorrow. So you can really take advantage of that. And it's super, super easy to schedule. You get a schedule, you get to pick the day and the time on your own. And then it'll update on my calendar. It'll send you a calendar link. And then we can have a private one-on-one session. So check it out at smalleyinstitute.com. The axiom of the day, and this is obviously in honor of step number one in this 12-step lifestyle that we are learning, keep your first step close. Keep your first step close. So step one in this 12-step study, we are powerless over our signature sin, and it is wrecking our life and relationships. The verse for step one is Romans 7, 17 through 20. But I need something more. For if I know the law, but still can't keep it, and if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. My decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. That's the message version of Romans 7, 17 through 20. So here's the promise in step one. So if you, if you take seriously that man clearly and, and hopefully all of you are thinking this right about now over that signature sin, that thing in your life that gets the better of you over and over and over again. Hopefully you're like, yeah, I kind of am powerless because I've been dealing with this issue. I dealt with overeating and morbid obesity for over 20 years of my life. And it, and, and it wasn't until... That was just one of my signature sins, by the way, because of course, as life goes, I found this unbelievable miracle and healing over that sin in my life. But because I still really wasn't on track yet in 2018, I just jumped from that signature sin right into another one of alcohol. But the moment that you finally acknowledge, wow, I clearly can't do anything about this problem in my life. 
And, and when you recognize your powerlessness, here's the promise. We will know a new freedom and a new happiness. That's what's crazy about following Christ. It's like all of these things in your head, it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. What do you mean I have to give up? I have to quit? Yeah. Well, I have to give up and quit and acknowledge that I don't have the power, but in step two, you're going to quickly find out who does have that power. But we first have to start here with step one. And if you really do it, I promise you're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. The step one summary, the one thing that I need to know about step one, and, and this is, <laughs> it's still every time I even go back over this stuff, you know, I'm always a little like hesitant. So just know, I know this is going to hit hard. But the one thing I need to know about step one, signature sin, is not my problem. Here's your job for step one. There's two really important things that you have to get. You have to reject the delusion, I hold the power. Right? That is, it, it's utterly delusional. It's like, how many years, how many times do I have to fail how long do I have to struggle with something? To It's delusional until I finally go, wait a minute, I'm terrible at this. I clearly, at that point in my life, I clearly had no idea. I'd been on literally every conceivable diet you can think of. I'd lose weight, but I never addressed the fuel that was driving this food addiction. So I'd lose weight, sure. Then I'd double whatever I lost. If I lost 20 pounds, I'd put back on 40. If I lost 80, I'd put on 160. I got up to 305 pounds. I'm only five foot ten. And that's being gracious. So first I have to reject the delusion I hold the power. And I have to reject the belief signature sin is my problem. Think of it this way. If signature sin, <clears throat> if signature sin like addiction, lying, sexual depravity, pride, anger, or codependency is not the problem, okay, well, Michael, then what is? I am. We are the problem. It is our mental state or thinking causing chaos in our lives. It is selfishness and pride destroying the people and things we care about most. Here's a quote. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we go to the only thing that is proven to provide us the release we seek from these fleeting forms, which is out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's our signature sins our means to escape the pain inflicted upon us are created by our own actions. The proof is found in the wake of our lives. Right? All you need to do is look backwards. Look back at the wake of destruction in your life. Look back at the many examples of how our lives were unmanageable while sinning and how our sin made our lives unmanageable. 
and I, you know, I keep dropping this term signature sin. So I want to go over six essential characteristics of signature sin. Sin is an allergy, the phenomena of physical craving that kicks in with that first drink of alcohol, that first slice of cake, that pill, any substance, anything. This craving is limited to those with a chemical addiction. What tends to trigger you to overeat, drink, take the pill, or consume other substance. You know, for example, when I got offended or angry, I would head out the door and find something bad to eat. In the study, which again, you can buy. So if you don't want to become a member, if you become a member, this study is included in your membership. Or if you just want to pay a single fee and get access to the Rise Step Study, then go for it. You can do that at smalleyinstitute.com, but it, it asks you to kind of list your triggers at this point. So sin is an allergy, man. It, it, it just, it's, it's going to be there until I die or Christ comes back. Sin is also progressive. Tolerance is the capacity to endure the effects of a drug, poison, or substance. In other words, it takes more to get the job done to fulfill our needs. And we are unable to get by with what we once did. With non-substance addictions, it takes more money sex, and work. So think about how has your signature sin progressed? Look, if you're not, get, if, if you're not getting well, you're getting worse, period. So just take a second and go, how has my anger progressed over the years? How has my codependency progressed over the years? Because if I'm not actively surrendering this stuff over to Christ, if I'm not actively living this 12-step life, I'm telling you, you are worse today than you were a year ago. You're worse today than you were a decade ago. And you are significantly worse. Does it take more or does it take less to hurt more? Three, sin is self-delusion. An idiosyncratic belief or impression is maintained despite being contradicted by reality or rational argument. It's like someone with anger, right? They just think, well, I got what I what I ultimately wanted. I mean, I know I shouldn't blow up, but it's like you're not actually getting what you want. Especially in a in the context of a marriage, you're losing it over and over and over again. You're becoming more disconnected. The relationship is becoming more unsafe. Yeah. Your spouse might comply after a rage incident or an explosion, but they're not doing it out of love. They're doing it out of fear. In other words, we are in denial, which is degrading into repression, mind games, rationalizing, and eventually consciously lying to ourselves. Rationalizing and consciously lying erode our trust. It erodes our self-esteem and, uh, and our self-respect. We keep our signature sin going at all costs. Does this, does this sound familiar to you? Sin is a distortion of attention. Preoccupied with the object of our addiction or attachment, we cannot think of anything else. 
but stuff connected with the addiction or the person or the thing we're attached to. The distortion becomes our ultimate concern. Another word for this, honestly, is idolatry, right? I worshiped food. Then I worshiped codependency. I worshiped alcohol. Our signature sin becomes our God. Are you willing to look at your life and go, whoa, do I have any idols? And if you're going, well, I don't know, what's an idol? Well, it's, it's not necessarily a two-inch golden statue of something, of a bull, right? It can be anything that you put your trust in other than God. Sin is also, it's a loss of willpower. Each time our willpower fails, especially when we've promised to never do it again, we feel even more hopeless, useless, and worthless. Great damage occurs to our identity from repeated failures at trying to change sinful or addictive behavior. We suffer desperately when wanting to stop, but instead, we continue in our destructive habits and sin. Sin is withdrawal. Our signature sin becomes part of our automatic nervous system. The more we repeat the behavior, billions of cells in our body get enlisted to keep our signature sins entrenched. Sin becomes our reality. The mind says, play it again, Sam. When depriving the mind and body of something it expects, it responds with danger signals. These danger signals or symptoms can include things like insomnia, irritability, mood swings, depression, anxiety, aches and pains, cravings, fatigue, hallucinations, and even nausea. The person may be hot and cold, have goosebumps, or have a runny nose if they have a cold. Severe withdrawal symptoms, especially for drugs and alcohol, can include paranoia, confusion, tremors, and disorientation. Symptoms can last for days or weeks, but the good news is they eventually stop. In withdrawal, we rebound back to what we know, right? So once those symptoms kind of fade away, we're like, ah, oh, thank God that's over, and then boom, if we haven't replaced our sin we haven't acknowledged our powerlessness, if we haven't gone through these 12 steps of what it takes to authentically walk out a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you're going to go back to what you know. You can see this in the Exodus story from the children of Israel. They literally, I mean, just think about the miracle. And it's the same thing in my own testimony. I mean, God gave me an unbelievable miracle. It was a literal parting of the Red Sea. And instead of turning my attention and focus on him, I went right back like the children of Israel. The party of the Red Sea, I mean, just think about that. And then, uh, what, a day later, they were all moaning and complaining. Going, oh, I missed the roof over my head and food and three square meals. And let's go back to Egypt. They wanted to go back to their slavery, which is the same thing that you do with your signature sin. Because we go back to what we know, even if what we know is totally destructive. 
It's natural for the human spirit and it's part of any growth cycle. We escape and break free from bondage, but we quickly enter the unknown, the desert, which honestly can feel scarier than our signature sin. It's like, whoa, is this really happening? And wait a minute, what, what, where am I going? And am I headed actually in the right direction? It, it, it gets very scary. Everything in us screams, go back home, even though we know home is a miserable place. So here's the step one inventory. So at the end of each one of these steps, there's an inventory you can go through to make sure that you're really taking that step. So here at the beginning of this step study, you can work through the exercise, which you can download. Of course, you have to be a member or you have to purchase the course, but there's an awesome exercise called eating your elephant one bite at a time. It's a wonderful exercise because it really gets you to go, okay, Lord, what is it? What is my, what are my signature sins? And then you, it, the exercise helps you walk through then asking, Lord, okay, out of this list that I have so far, what is your priority? What do you want me working on? And it's really powerful. So here's the step one checklist. Right. So if basically if you can answer yes to these questions, you're on the path. You are officially taking step one in this healing process from your most miserable signature sins. Is my life unmanageable as a result of my sin? As a result of my thinking or sin, have I ever felt pitiful and incomprehensible? demoralization? Have I tried various ways to stop, but at no avail? Do I understand recovery can't be done alone? And do I acknowledge I need help? Did life ever get so unbearable I thought the only way to deal with it is to run to my sin? Have I ever thought, I just don't know how to deal with life? Do I have consequences for my sin? Am I willing to accept that something is wrong in my life and that I no longer have control? And have I admitted to my innermost self, I am a sinner? If you can say yes to these, my friend, you are taking step one. And remember, again, if you're a fan of the podcast, it just is. And if you want to take your personal growth to the next level, become a member now, support the show at smalleyinstitute.com and get live daily coaching with me. I'll close this now as I will do every show with the serenity prayer. God grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Your will, not ours, be done. And remember, keep listening. Why would you want to keep listening? Because it works if you work it.